what is up everyone welcome to another episode of chat with dan this is your host dan for this episode we have an amazing guest as always coming to the show but before we start i want to make sure that you're having an amazing day or evening depending where you are and also remember that every day is a beautiful day because you exist so without further more let's get started So, Barney, how are you today? Fantastic. How are you? I'm doing good as well. Thank you so much. Welcome to the show. It is so cool and awesome to have someone as badass as you. I think it's a perfect start for an epic day, right? So, before we start, I have to give you an epic proper welcome. If you have seen some of my episodes before, yeah, there you go. Okay. All right. <laughs> there you go. by far my favorite part every single day so <laughs> i love doing this i don't know why <laughs> i love how random it is i'm about it there you go there you go so starting with the whole interview now tell me how your acting career started my acting career started i'd say like the origin stories in high school i okay. wanted to be a singer really bad like a country singer like Shania okay. Twain Dolly Parton mix those ladies mm. together i wanted to be that um and my math teacher knew it so she told me to audition for a musical that the school was doing and i was the i was cast as the understudy of Audrey in Little Shop of Horrors and uh, a couple weeks before the production our Audrey had to move suddenly for family problems and i became Audrey and after that i was in everything doing everything i felt madly in love with it so cool so cool it is so interesting that that it just takes like one thing to click everything you know so interesting yeah it's oh, true cool. i think my light bulb moment was when i visited the college i ended up going to and saw a performance of bad boy mm. wow i was just like this is it this is exactly what i want to do <laughs> so cool so starting with your performance on theater you have been in plays such as reservoir bitches washed up zombies and end of the world tell me about your characters in those plays but also what are some of the highlight moments that you had during those uh, yeah during those uh, projects Yeah, so actually all of those productions were done at the same theater. Um oh. the way that it worked was I wrote Washed Up and I had done a previous performance at that theater and the rule this theater has is when you do a full run of a production, you can use our stage to put some of your own work up. Oh, okay. So, I love doing my own work. I love doing all that kind of stuff, so I put up Washed Up, which is a play that I wrote to like really explain how I felt moving from Florida to California because I'm from swamp people. So it's about a pirate that gets dropped in modern day times and has to like find their way back to their time with the help of a young homeless girl and a therapist. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I put that production on. I was a therapist. And uh during that time the the owner of the stage said, "Why don't you go ahead since you're here using the stage, play with your directing and your acting skills and put on these other productions that I've written." and so what i the way that i had to do that because it's all like no pay volunteer based work mm. is i had to cast myself as the smallest role or not a role at all and direct them and then because it is free work you always have someone dropping out last minute so i had to pretty much know everyone's role well enough to go on at any time and one of the nights i had to just basically go on stage with a prop 
that if I occasionally needed to pick up a cue, I could look at it because I was, it was the one character I thought I would never have to do. And it was pink in uh, Reservoir Bitches, which is like the crazy one who ends up cutting off the ear. Cause Reservoir Bitches is based off of Reservoir Dogs, just the female version. So we all get to be badasses. We get to torture people and have a great time. Um, but it's the same story and it's just women. And then we have uh, End of the World, which was just a riot because my cast was unforgettable. Like we bonded more than anybody, I think. And we let ourselves have more fun. There were more characters. We could kind of improv through some stuff. Um, so I got to play pretty much every female character in all of those wow. productions. And it was amazing. And it was like, a good workout as an actor. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you pretty much did everything. <laughs> yeah. I even had to run off stage to like cue the sound. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Like a next, that's the next step also. Yeah. So, it was a little black box theater. So that's when you can accomplish those kinds yeah. of things. Yeah. But, but, but I mean, I, I bet that once everything was done, you basically slept like four, five, six days, right? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Well, I, I did that theater for a few months and then I, I, it was a full time thing. So I had to actually be a grown up and get, you know, paychecks and pay bills and all that stuff. So I had to move on. Um, and so after that, I actually ended up working for a traveling theater full time. Um, for four years, I did a dinner theater improv. I did a lot of drag. I do a drag king bit. I'm a, my name's Woody Banger. I have a great time. I'm so inappropriate. Um, <laughs> and so I did that for a long time. But then again, same thing. It was like time to move on. So I wrapped that up. And now I've been diving really deep into the TV and film stuff. That's so cool. You know, it is so interesting that whenever you you do what you love, I mean, of course, that at first you don't get, I mean, you don't get like, like this huge income. But I mean, I've discovered that, that the feeling is so amazing instead of having this I don't know this other job in which they will pay you well, but you just, but you just hate it. You know, you, you know what I mean. Yeah. That you just don't stand any second of it, and you'll be like angry all the time, and be like, Ugh, at what time I I can leave? You know, and and uh, and once you're doing something that you love, that you just love it. You know, it's so interesting. Right? True. I think especially for anyone that's like artistically inclined, working a regular job just feels like death. It feels like yeah. absolute death. <laughs> Yeah, it is. Yeah, it does feel like that. Especially if you have like annoying co-workers, you're like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> like, like that typical, like that typical scene that you go to work at 7am and then you got like this co-worker who is like super active and says like, good morning, you know, in the most energetic way. You're like, Jesus Christ, it's just it's way too early for you to be like, oh, all, all hype. Wait a second, you know? <laughs> yes, that's very true. Um, I use those humans to uh, inspire characters. So I worked at Starbucks during all of this as well. And oh, I would shit. take the Starbucks sleeves and I would just write notes in between like checking people out or making drinks and I'd stick it in my apron pocket. So I have a box somewhere of just like Starbucks sleeves with notes all over them. Cool, wow. <laughs> so, so basically it would be like stacking ammo, you know? <laughs> yeah. That's so cool. That's so cool. If you want more stories, I mean, about like office job stuff or something, I can give you like a lot of characters you could possibly you could possibly use stuff with because otherwise that or the typical one that 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 out of the nowhere just talks to you and it's again seven or eight a.m. when you're like in your sleeping phase, trying to you know like waking up a little bit, little bit, and then this guy comes and be like, hey, how you doing? Stop talking to you, and you're like, dude, wait, <laughs> you know. Let me finish my coffee first. Yeah, yeah, let me just finish and I'll be right back with you in two hours. And then 
and then they will ask like then why you you, you are not you are not like like not awake i mean come on it's friday and then i would say yes and then 48 hours later it's monday so yeah see the point of it. <laughs> you know but anyway <laughs> um and what, like what would, what would you say is it's like a, uh, an important aspect for a plate to be a successful one well i think um a good story you need for pretty much anything but also people that want to make it you can tell when people aren't super excited about the thing that they're working on yeah. so um i tend to have more fun stage or film with people that are excited about the project and really want yeah. to do it and not people that are doing it for you know a requirement some people do it for their parents approval that kind of stuff you know like okay. you have to be excited about the story and then i feel like it really comes to life yeah I can agree on that, and you can tell it is true. You can yeah. tell whenever, whenever either on a play or even also like in a movie or in a or in a show, whenever there's this character that you can easily tell, like, oh, this guy, they they just they don't, yeah, they don't want to like to play that character, you know. And then yeah, yeah, I, I, yeah, I know what you mean. And it goes and, back to the the crew and everything too. I feel like yeah. you can definitely tell when the crew's not excited about the project. I have the best time when I come off of set or backstage and the crew is excited about what just happened on stage that's when i feel like i have won my life is when the crew is pumped you know i get a lot of my energy from the people around me which is why i found that i really like being on set so i can be there with like literally i can reach out and grab somebody in the crew um because i like to be on both sides of the camera Yeah. So that feels more like the whole community family feeling. And wow. so when everybody's excited about the story, the director, the producer, the crew, the boom operator, it just feels alive. That's amazing. And is it true that 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 on backstage on backstage it will be like a hole in which you can check who is on who is on the crowd? Oh yeah, you can usually kind of peek somewhere and, and look out in the audience. It depends on lighting though also, and it depends on the on the stage. Where I went to college, it was a thrust stage. Mm. So to peek at the audience, it was like you had to run all the way around the back of the theater and, and go up to the back. It was like a whole to-do. But That's most so proscenium cool. stages, you can, there's a little peek hole where you can look out. That's so It's, cool. And like, what would you, like how usually, or what are some of the, yeah, like uh, the techniques you do in order to prepare a character? Um, I get pretty weird with my characters. <laughs> it depends okay. on the character also. Um, lucky for me, I, I do have the ability to empathize with a lot of these characters. I can, I, can, I can think about how this character might be feeling or whatever pretty easily, but yeah. creating the world, I do kind of piece by piece. I like to do like a imagination work. I create all of the circumstances around me, my history, do all of that. And then I kind of live in that for a while, if I can, if I have the time. I think about it, I ponder it, I fantasize, a lot of fantasy. I like to do all of my work while I'm doing the dishes. You know, I look at my lines, I fantasize, I stay busy so that I can stay in my head also. Um, and then when it comes to the day of, my thing is getting all of the time that I need to get ready. Even if it's like show up to set with no makeup on, I really want my morning to be as zen as possible. I light candles, I make playlists for my characters. Um, so they have like their own special music or their favorite songs and I play that wow. while I'm getting ready. And I play that on my way to set or to the stage. Um, and a really weird random one is my nails. I'm always like, what kind of nails would this character have? Like. It's the my weird little side thing that makes it even more fun. So the night before, I do my nails yeah. for the character. 
interesting that is <laughs> i mean that's so cool because for example with the playlist you, you get the chance to discover like new music and also you will have at some point so many players with so many different artists so that's cool it's true and so you know there's a lot of characters that kind of um intertwine so i get to reuse a lot of my playlists and then yeah, mix them up for different characters that's so interesting well wow. so whenever you will hear like a like a specific song for i don't know for uh for uh for a character that you played i mean i would assume that it will get you a little bit into that character like i remember that you know yeah it's a really quick way to drop in it's so easy because i mean i, I don't know about you but when I hear songs, I get carried away. I love a good road trip simply so I can listen mm. to music oh, and yeah. just jam out and zone out. Um, so music is a really big tool for me. I use it oh, a lot. Yeah, totally. And my coach is really dependent on it too. So her and I really, we vibe with that immediately. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. That's so amazing. Wow. And yeah, yeah. So with music, it's the same. I mean, if I go on highway or something, don't mess with the music. You know, no, I will no, have I'm like, also, like a yeah, totally, totally. I mean, I will have like a playlist in which we start slow, you know, a little bit, and then once we're in the highway, then we switch to a little more hyped up, then singing, then yeah, yeah, that's amazing. It's amazing. And like moving to your performances on films, tell me what do you like the most when you go when you go on set? Meeting the people. I love humans. I get really excited about humans. I call myself a golden retriever sometimes because I just get like I have to okay. control myself. So much that I control myself and then I look kind of mean, but it's just because I'm being like, breathe, don't get, don't freak people out. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, just meeting the people and finding um, new fun ways to collaborate with people or to bond with people yeah. um, to create this story. I feel like every time I'm on set, I learn something really big, you know? So I can only do that whenever I'm making contact with other humans. That's amazing. And you were in only just a moment Tell me about that film, but also about your character. Um, so that was a really fun one. It was um, a quick little one night shoot. It was okay. freezing. My <laughs> character is a, um, a girl that was out on her date with her boyfriend and it got kind of violent, so she ran away. Mm. And I'm like dressed deceivingly like a prostitute, but it's just like date night, you know? So, mm, but I'm on the street, it's midnight. You know, classic story for females. Um, so then this guy pulls up beside me and asks if I want to ride and I take it. And then it, it becomes actually a love story. And oh. through our rides and like just joking and singing to the radio, we kind of fall in love. And and then you reveal that it's a, a memory and I have since passed. Oh. Yeah. That was deep. <laughs> that was deep. It was really deep. And I got to work yeah. alongside Lon Ray from Comedy Central. And he was amazing. And yeah. it was really funny because we were working all night until the sun came up. And he had to leave straight from set and go straight to the airport to go to Chicago to shoot the next season for... Why am I blanking on the name of his show? Oh, my God. Southside. I think it's called Southside. On Comedy that's, Central. That's so he was, like, such a pro about it. And it was just you know, being alongside him when he had all of that pressure, but none at all. You know, he was so cool about it. Yeah, it was inspiring. Yeah, I mean, at uh, 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 the end of the day, I mean, of course, that sometimes it might get tough, but if you do what you love, you know? Exactly. Exactly, that's, yeah. I mean, especially it. if you're practiced in it, then you can jump from a project to a project and yeah. it doesn't seem like crazy. Yeah, totally. Now, you were also in Mousetrap, Please Don't Be My Valentine, Fame or, uh, Fame or Nothing, Okay Liar, Cyanide, Cabbie, Original, Will Shark, Coyote. I mean, the list goes on and on, but tell me, like, from all of those films, what are some of the moments you enjoy the most 
during the shoot for this project. Okay. Um, Mousetrap is a little uh, short comedy that has not come out yet, but I'm very excited for it too, because I did a web series that came out through the pandemic called Gal Pals. And my romantic interest in that was um, my new best friend, Katie. And so Katie called me one day and said, I want to do the short comedy with a few friends. It'll just be me and you, we're roommates, and we're just going to be weird. And I think we shot it over just two days. It might've even been one day, but um, it was literally like a slumber party. Just a bunch of friends hanging out. Oh, what if we shot it this way? And our main goal was to get sillier, like have more fun with it. Okay, let's do it again, but more fun. (laughs) So that one was just, that that wasn't even work. That was just a party basically. (laughs) Um, And I played a really fun, silly character. I like to be an oblivious person on screen. It's fun. So I get that was a a big playground for me. Um, And then Please Don't Be My Valentine. Oh my goodness, if I could redo that film every weekend, I would. It also has not come out yet. But it is um, a darker comedy based off of, um, uh, loosely based off of Casey Anthony, if you know of her. Casey Anthony. It's a true crime thing. Um, I grew up in Florida, so I knew of Casey Anthony, but she is accused and... This is um, based off of that character, but in this other, like, more, you know, outrageous world. So I was her on a date, and people in the restaurant start to recognize me. And that's how the guy I'm on a date with finds out who I am. And then it all unravels from there. Amazing, because I got to play um, this character that has this mask on, and then I shifted really aggressively. You know, she clearly has some sort of emotional imbalance of some sort. So it was like the Olympics emotionally. I had to jump from rage to happiness to scared all in like a matter of seconds um, to hit all of her moments. And I, oh man, it was too much fun. So much that afterwards I was sad that it was over for longer than usual. And um, original, I shot during the pandemic. I did by myself here in my home (laughs) i played i think five different characters and it was just based off of the frustration of of trying to make my own content because this was kind of at the beginning of me trying to do that in the film world and it was a little lonely at first because i didn't have the community that i have now so i played um myself and then i played the personification of my upbringing which was my mother basically um and she's like really country and crazy so it was fun um i played the personification of my sexuality my education my social abilities my opinions um creativity and emotions i think i said emotions twice emotions was my favorite um And it was just like a fun little thing for me to do during the pandemic. And then I, because I finished it and I kind of liked it more than I thought I would, I put it in some, I shot it on my phone. So I put it on some, some phone festivals and uh, it did great. It was chosen a few times, won a couple of awards, which did awesome. Um, And it was my first experience doing festivals. So it was a nice way to dive into that kind of stuff. And also it's always been a dream of mine to play one person playing multiple types of roles. So I just, was able to make that dream come true for myself by myself and that felt really empowering yeah totally i mean what a challenge by the way what a challenge to be able to like to do like so many characters here and there and 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 at the same time it's just you you know 
That's really cool. That's epic. And like from all of the characters that you have played at the moment, what are some of your favorite ones? I just got back from Mississippi where I played um, The Grip, which it's a movie about making a movie. So, <laughs> so I was part of the crew and it started off being a really small role, but the my counterpart and I just had so much fun and we just started making so many bits that it kind of grew from there. And okay. so, whereas my character was originally just the grip, we gave her a name and it was Beef. <laughs> and I was just like the more masculine one, even though my counterpart was a really big biker dude. <laughs> so I was Beef and he was my partner. Um, yeah. And we, I was dressed kind of like, um, in the style of Girl the Dragon Tattoo, but a little more femi. And my whole goal the whole time was simplicity and maintaining her closed offness, because I'm not closed off. I'm very open. I love talking to people. And yeah. Beef was closed off. Beef was Beef was in another world. So it was it was fun to play with that without making it too much, without making it something different, without taking the story in another route. Just yeah. just be in another world. Just do that. And it was fun. Well, I mean, I think it's super interesting. Uh, like, whenever you get the chance like to play this character, because it could be someone, it could be like this character totally relatable to you, or a character that is totally not relatable at all, but you get the chance like to learn like new things, and I get also, it's kind of a therapeutic in a way, you know? No, it really is. I feel like I learn a lot about myself whenever I play roles that I wouldn't think are like me, because when I first took on Beef, I was like, oof, this is nothing like me at all. I'm gonna have a hard time making this natural. And then I was like, I might be more like Beef than I ever knew <laughs> by the end of it. <laughs> So cool. And what would you say it's an important aspect for creating and playing a character? Um, I'd say honesty and authenticity. Hmm. You have to be truthful. You have to come from a place of truthfulness yeah. um, in order to be relatable, in my opinion. I, um, I don't want to see people lying. I want to see people actually in it and believing it and kind of giving themselves to that moment. You know, yeah. it takes a lot. It's exhausting to give yourself to some of these really tough moments, whatever tough moment is to you, you know? Um, so you have to be very honest. You have to be honest and if you're able to do it. And if you're not, what steps do you need to take to be able to do it? Um, what are your strengths and what are your weaknesses? What do you like and what do you not enjoy? Where are your boundaries? All of these things have to be solidified for yourself and they're changing. So you have to be honest with yourself when they change, you know? Sure. Wow. That is amazing. And what would you say it's important for storytelling? Um, the same. I would say honesty and authenticity, but also diving deeper. Going just a little further with your thought process has helped me a lot. I just started writing in the past few years, so I'm yeah. still learning. But the main thing that I keep saying to myself is when I make a decision about a character or a plot point, I go, hmm, let me think a little longer on that moment. What else is under there that I'm not seeing? You know, what, that human moment that I'm not seeing because I'm a human. Mm. Yeah, but that's amazing. I mean, the fact that, the, I mean, whenever whenever you will see like a movie or show and there will be like this character in which they will involve like, like they went very deep on it. And it's, it's so amazing whenever you get the chance to kind of feel relatable to the character, you know, or to even care for the character like throughout the whole movie or show. So whenever, whenever they would do that personally, I do appreciate, I do uh, uh, 
appreciate that a lot because sometimes we will have like these cardboard characters that just don't care and you're like whatever and if that character died you're like mm, whatever but when a character that you care died oh my god it feels like like a like a like a close friend died you know what i mean so it is amazing whenever they get the chance to like experiment and and um and, and take it like super deep on it no it's true i agree wow now you have also been involved in uh, yeah you you have also been involved in directing tell me about it and also what do you like most about it i love directing um for me there's there's you can be on a million different types of sets you know so, every set is different What I like about being director is setting the mood for the set. Like I said, yeah. I like a very zen space. I like it all to feel very safe and very judgment-free. Mm. And I feel like when I'm the director, I get to lay that foundation. Step one. Step two, I like control. I like being in charge of what decisions are being made and all that yeah. kind of stuff. So that's where I get to let that stuff out. And also I feel like as a director, there's a different connection that you get with actors that you can't yeah. get when you're an actor in the scene. And I have learned more from acting being in the director's seat than I have ever learned being wow. the actor. Wow. That's so interesting. And yeah, what so I started it just to to learn about acting and then I ended yeah. up really liking it. Wow. And like what would you say it, it's important to know for those who recently started directing? Um keep learning i think a lot of um a lot of people just they get to a point where they go oh i've made it here and then they get stagnant not a lot i'm just saying like that's what happens for me and so i had to be pushed out of my comfort zone to start learning more and to want to learn more and now i've realized it's kind of a requirement you know when you yeah, stop yeah. learning when you stop growing so does your art You know, don't be yeah. stagnant. If you feel really uncomfortable, I love those motivational memes that are like, "You're a planted seed right now. If it's dark, yeah. it's because you're about to grow." It's true. It's really yeah. true. It's really corny, but it's really true. So um, I think, especially when you're in the director's seat, when you're the one looking at all of the chess pieces and going, "No, you should be here. You have to be growing and questioning yourself." That's amazing. So you have been, you have directed several projects such as Silent Wood. Watched up stage recording, Troy Thompson music video. I mean, also the list goes on. But tell me, what are some of the highlight moments you had during those projects? Um, Silent Wood was crazy because I did that in college with a group of my friends. As a, um, it was for acting for the camera class, and okay. we only needed to make a 10 minute film, and I made a 30 minute film <laughs> because uh, I was having too much fun. So yeah. I just said, you know what? You get it three times over, and it was an improv film. I wrote an outline. I plugged in my friends. It's a horror film, so I, I had a lot of stereotypes that I could bank on. And it was my first film that I had directed, and I just kind of let everybody play. I was like, here's this scene. Uh, this is the goal in this scene. Let's see what happens. And then we would play, and then we would play. I'm like, oh, we'll try something different for that. And then we would play, and then we would play, and then I would say, okay, these things were really cool. Let's do that, and let's do the same. And it felt it felt really collaborative to improv your way through everything. Now, of course, because we don't have amazing writers on our team to like create all these amazing plot holes and all that kind of stuff, um, it it was still a learning experience, but. It was the most fun. Another night shoot. We did it through the night. There was blood everywhere because you yeah. know, 
horror film and just setting up shots for horror films are really fun setting it up to be extra scary and spooky and surprising Mm. um it was i see why the horror film industry specifically is so much more fun than the others like the community is more fun the people are more fun the people that are making them are more fun because it's such a more hands-on project to do and you can do it low budget whereas with action films it's kind of out of your hand until you get to a certain point yeah it is true and also it is so interesting i have an interview um yeah like uh intermexos they would say that they love like running wild great screaming around you know for Mm -hmm. for, for like a for for like horror for like horror film because it's fun or sometimes um these actors who, who they would play like a villain they love playing the villain or even those who play the monsters um they would say that it's so it's so interesting that whenever they are like on full makeup full monster and then some guy some people w- will get scared because you will see like this monster tweeting or having a copy you know you're like what <laughs> you know? it's true i love that stuff i also love the um the shot that just reminded me of uh game of thrones mm-hmm. oh i'm blanking on her name but she's um the sister from the Greyjoys, and there's a picture of her breastfeeding while in full battle costume, dirt, she's filthy, and then she has her baby here, like her freshly clean baby. (laughs) (laughs) That's so, yeah, I would say, yeah, that's so cool, I mean, that's such a cool moment, yeah. And if you could describe your career at the moment, on a movie, TV show, or even a book, why not? What would be the title of it? Mm. Mm. I'm gonna I'm gonna call it my mantra. I found this mantra on a painting at a yard sale, and I say it to myself every morning. And it's a picture of a cowboy hanging off of a cliff by a rope, just held on by a like a bull that's like at the top of the cliff. Yeah. And at the bottom it says, "Hang in there, old buddy." That's so cool. That's me. That's what I tell myself. That's what I tell the people around me. That's my general vibe is hang in there, old buddy. <laughs> and would it be a movie, TV show, or book? TV show. TV show. Okay. That's so cool. And if at some point you're going to make like a TV show, you got your time here. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> now, tell me, like, what drives you or, or like, what motivates you every day to continue building your dreams? Oh, because I do think it. I mean, it, it it happens to all of us all the time that whenever you starting this project or you're doing like the thing that you love the most, you will feel discouraged like a lot of times. You will compare yourself. Yeah, it's it, it happens also. So I wonder, like, what gets you into this move to be like, fuck it, I'm just gonna continue doing what I love the most. Screw what else, like what what others think. I'm just gonna follow like like my own things. Like, what gets you to that to that uh, to that move? to like to move and to continue um for me every time i've gotten really really low and it's quite often in this business the thing that i need is is usually a day of like self-care of just loving myself and being nice to myself and forgiving myself for not being as productive as i wish i was and then i need to go live a little bit you know i think as actors we put ourselves in our little hole we wait for an audition we read we watch a movie we read we watch a movie we go to class we watch a movie you know like we just like stick in this zone it's important to get out of your little cave go see your community of supportive friends that you have hopefully created because that is what saves me every time just talking to one of my friends usually will bring me 
halfway out of my darkness and then going out and seeing nature the things that i love you know i volunteered a horse ranch and when i'm saddest i go to the horse ranch i go out there i get on a horse you know you can't get you can't be sad when you're on a horse it's not possible i haven't accomplished it yet (laughs) yeah i agree with that that's so cool wow and my last question here what can we expect from you in the future um in the future i think you can expect um i'll be trying new things forever new things always and i will probably be making mistakes and i'll be very honest about it (laughs) that's so but i think that's that's amazing and also i think that's what life is all about you know that whenever you get the chance to to try new things on on the on the thing that you love i mean I do like, I mean, I do like sometimes whenever those mistakes happen because either it could be like a fun experience or a very interesting learning experience, you know, or, or maybe both. So. It's true. Usually it's learning, but I'll take it. Yeah. Well, I mean, Bunny, what can I say? At the end of the day, you're a badass. Yeah. That's what, I, that, that, that's what I'm going to say. I mean, you're a badass. Your whole career is super cool. The fact that you uh, went through um, directing and theater, that, that you were direct, that you also write. That you have done like so many things here and there that that you moved to Florida, California. I mean, I do think that it takes like a lot of courage whenever you get, whenever you will like leave your hometown to this new place, you know, in order to like to pursue your uh, uh, your dreams. I do think that that takes like a lot of courage because I I think we all have like this friend or uh, yeah like this this friend who wants to do something but they're just too afraid of it. You know, and they just yeah. don't want to leave, and they, they and they are stuck in that in that same place. And whenever you get the chance to like speak with them, they just feel miserable. But it, no matter like like no matter like how like how yeah like it, it it doesn't matter how many good vibes you will send to that person if they don't want to move. That's it. So the fact that you actually did that, uh, yeah, it's 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 super cool. That's amazing. I mean, and um, if someone would say like what well, what do I think about your career and about yourself, I would only say this. What you, do, what you do, it's amazing. Keep do, yeah, keep keep doing what you do. Keep following your um your dreams here. It is super inspirational, and I'm super sure that eventually we will see like a lot more of you in the future. We will see you in even more like more. I don't know in this huge franchises or in your own projects, which I'm super sure that that they're gonna like super like they're gonna be epic as well. Keep doing what you do. Also, um, thank you so much for those folks for watching. If you're watching this later on YouTube or, or on the podcast, make sure that you're following Bonnie and learn you know, social media. Normally what I would say is for you to put pause, then leave a like and subscribe super quick, and then hydrate, and then go follow Bonnie. Leave me the likes, spread the word that, that we have this amazing talented actress here. Uh, yeah, share all the content. Let the world know that we have this amazing person right here. And then come back. And again, Bonnie, thank you super much. Before I send you off, you know the drill. Never gets old. Yeah, never, never. Oh no, hundred and thirty something episodes, and I'm still doing this. And I'm still gonna do it every single day. So. <laughs> Uh, keep rocking, keep up, keep up, keep up in an amazing rest of the day, an amazing week, an amazing upcoming weekend, and nothing but amazing things for you because you totally deserve those. So. Thank you, Dan. I'll see you in the next one, okay? See ya. Bye.